Fiverr is the world's largest marketplace for digital services, offers both buyers and sellers a digitally streamlined transactional platform. If you need to buy something, sell something, or whatever you want to do on Fiverr, just go to bit.ly slash GOP Josh Fiverr today to get your gig or to put your gig on Fiverr and help support the program as well. That is bit.ly slash GOP J-O-S-H Fiverr F-I-V-E-R-R. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Americanism, not globalism, will be our credo as long as we are led by politicians who will not put America first, then we can be assured that other nations will not treat America with respect, the respect that we deserve. You're listening to the voice of the future. Fighting for America every day. This is the conservative crusader. And here's your host, GOP Josh. Hello and welcome. This is the Conservative Crusader here on the Red Future Radio Network. Glad to be with you all today, as always, on this Monday, July 17th, year of our Lord 2023. Thank you for being here on the Red Future Radio Network. Great to be back. Full swing ahead, except for Wednesday. I know I'm getting booze. I know I'm getting cries out in the crowd, but I can't explain why just yet. Why I won't be here Wednesday just yet, just yet. But uh, follow me on Twitter, GOPJosh20, and you'll see where I will be. I'm flying out at like 7 in the morning. so You'll see on there, I'll be back Friday with hopefully a very enjoyable kind of personal update program. But until then, we are here today. Full swing, full size program here on the show, on the Red Future Radio Network, on the Conservative Crusader, all the buzzwords and all all the fun stuff. You got to say, GOPJosh.com is my website. Off Wednesday, back Friday, and then for real this time, we should be full swing until at least August. So, very cool. I know August is like two weeks away, but August, later into August. All right, very cool. Um, First thing I want to get to before we get into the program today is issue one in Ohio. Obviously, get out and vote. Yes, it's a great day to do that. Uh, This week, early voting is uh, from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Next week's the same when we get into July uh, 31st and the first week of August. it, It steps up the hours. 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. every weekday this week at your local board of elections. VoteOhio.gov, VoteOhio.gov. When you go to VoteOhio.gov, you'll find a name. You'll find the name Frank LaRose. We'll get to that in just a minute. But first, issue one in Ohio. I'm not going to play the audio of the commercial um, because it's it's very explicit. Uh, can we fast forward past the explicit part maybe? Uh Sorry. I might stop it. You can't use at any those. Point. What are you talking about? Who are you? I'm your Republican congressman. Now that we're in charge, 
We're banning birth control. This is our decision, not yours. Get out of our bedroom. I won the last election. I'm not going anywhere. I'm just going to watch and make sure you don't do anything illegal. So it says, keep Republicans out of your bedroom, vote no August 8th. And that's a- apparently running here in Ohio on TV. I haven't seen it yet. I don't watch a lot of local TV. But that's kind of the the vibe that they're going for, is pretty much lying about what's going on in Ohio on issue one. I'll get into this further in the Ohio segment, the last segment of the show, if we get time. But I want to mention it here. Ohioans are not going to ban birth control by voting yes on issue one. Yes on issue one is simply to make it harder to amend the Constitution. Makes it harder to ban birth control, by the way. I just want to let you know that uh, first and foremost before that commercial tricks out some older people or tricks out some independent voters. You cannot, you will not have birth control banned because of issue one. All right. Do we have a, do we have a sound for that? So true. So true, guys. Not going to ban it. Don't, I, I can't stand when, when people are completely and totally just lying about everything when it comes to that. Uh, so let's get into 2024 really quick uh, here in the first segment. The 2024 GOP candidates. We've got a huge packed primary full. And I've, I'm under the impression we should not care about this primary. Donald Trump has won the primary. He's won 80% of CPAC or uh, TPUSA action co- conference voters. DeSantis got third after Perry Johnson in that poll. Uh, and then the second choice was Vivek Ramaswamy. So... Donald Trump is not losing this primary. Donald Trump is the de facto Republican nominee. We all need to be treating him as such and begin campaigning against Joe Biden, right? Start today, July 17th. Should have started yesterday. Should have started three months ago or or November when he declared. When he declared, he became the nominee and he is our candidate. Not because he declared first. He didn't didn't declare first. We had Corey Stapleton on this program. He declared first. He's irrelevant at this point. But once he declared... As the former president, polling at least 30% above everyone else in the in the field, he became our nominee, and he needs to be our nominee, and he will be our nominee, and he needs to be treated as our nominee at this point. But for the fun of it, let's talk about the, the GOP debate stage, who's going to be on the stage. Trump's not going to go up, show up. No one cares about the debate stage. Um, Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, Vivek Ramaswamy... Tim Scott have all surpassed their donor requirement for getting on the 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 uh the debate stage. Trump's campaign has confirmed to the New York Post that he has exceeded the donor threshold of I believe it's forty thousand pull uh donating an, donating at least a dollar. That's why a lot of campaigns are doing like, we'll send you a twenty dollar gift card if you donate a dollar, or we will give you a hat for a dollar because they want that donor requirement uh, level. So it's Trump, Nikki Haley, Rhonda Sanders, Vivek Ramaswamy. Uh, Tim Scott and then Chris Christie have all Chris Christie. How's he been on the Republican stage? I feel bad for whoever's building that stage. A lot of pressure, uh, literally and figuratively. Um, Mike Pence, Doug Burgum, Will Hurd, Francis Suarez, and Larry Elder have yet to say whether they met the donor requirements. Um, Asa Hutchinson told Hugh Hewitt on July 6th that his campaign has more than 5,000 donors, but has yet made it to 40,000. So he's quite a bit away. They must poll in 1% in three national polls or 1% in two national polls and 1% in each key primary state polls or in 
one key primary state, Iowa, New Hampshire, Nevada, or North Carolina. Candidates are required to meet this criteria within 48 hours of the August 23rd debate, and the surveys must be recognized by the RNC and be conducted on or after July 1st. I believe the survey is about um, agreeing to the things. I don't know. Um, yeah, so people are going to be on the stage. It doesn't matter. A debate with Vivek, with Nikki Haley, with Tim Scott, with Chris Christie and Ron DeSantis will not matter because the Republican nominee is not on the stage. And the, 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 the hosts of the debate can't go out there and say, well, this is a big stage because we have the eventual Republican nominee standing here with us tonight. Because Donald Trump won't be on that stage and Donald Trump should not be on that stage. There's no reason for Donald Trump to run or to, to, to be on that stage to debate against Vivek Ramaswamy. I like Vivek. He was supposed to do this program three times. Thanks. Uh, I'm not going to expose her name. His, his comms director. But there's no reason for Donald Trump to give Vivek the time of day. There's no reason for, for Donald Trump to give Ron DeSantis the time of day. Nikki Haley. Tim Scott. Mike Pence. All of these people that are going to eventually lose the primary. This isn't like 2016 where it was actually contested. And actually there was a chance that, you know, there might be some... Um, might be some competition. No. Our nominee is Donald Trump. These debates are pointless. Will I still watch? Probably. Will I still gather clips for y'all? Well, yeah, it makes my job easier. If I, if I have clips to play, I don't have to talk, talk as much. So true. Um, but it doesn't matter who the nominee is. It doesn't matter who, who, who's in the debates because the nominee won't be on the stage. And if Trump decides to debate Ron DeSantis one-on-one, -on -one, I'd love to see it, but it ain't going to happen and it ain't going to matter. Um, one more thing really quick. Mike Pence has only brought in $1.2 million. Uh, he has not made 40,000 individual donors according to a campaign aid. So he's probably not going to be on the stage. Big whoop. He said at, uh, at, a, at the conference with, um, what's his name? Tucker Carlson, listen to this clip. You are distressed notice. that the Ukrainians don't have enough American tanks. Every city in the United States has become much worse over the past three years. Yeah. Drive around. There's not one city that's gotten better in the United States. And it's visible. Our economy has degraded. The suicide rate has jumped. Public filth and disorder and crime have exponentially increased. And yet, your concern is that the Ukrainians, a country most people can't find on a map, who've received tens of billions of U.S. tax dollars, don't have enough tanks. Right. I think it's a fair question to ask, like, where's the concern for the United States in that? Well, it's not my concern. Tucker, I've heard that routine from you before, but that's not my concern. I don't have anything to say to that. America is not your concern. You're running for president of America. Run for president of Ukraine if you don't care about America. We don't care about you, Mike Pence. You're going to lose, and you're going to lose bigly. Back after this. You're listening to The Conservative Crusader. This is The Conservative Crusader. Hi there. I'm Frank LaRose here with a critical election update. I just launched my campaign for the U.S. Senate. Whoa, 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 wait, wait a second, Frank. We'll get to you when we get to you. But welcome back. This is the Conservative Crusader here on the Red Future Radio Network. Glad to be back. In segment two, I did not do any ads in the first segment. I'm getting in trouble 
So first and foremost, let's get let's pay the bills a little bit, shall we? Patreon is the best way to support the program. Patreon is a great, easy, affordable way to just send me some cashish, keep the show on the air through our Patreon, patreon.com slash GOP Josh, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash GOP Josh. Thank you to all of our great Patreons out there, or patrons out there, I should say. And the uh, the Bitly sponsor, the bit.ly slash GOP Josh, or yeah, GOP Josh Fiverr. I'm, I'm, I'm rusty, guys. bit.ly slash GOP Josh, F-I-V-E-R-R, F-I-V-E-R-R is the best way to buy, you know, any sort of voiceover or logo design or translation service. bit.ly slash GOP Josh, F-I-V-E-R-R, that is Fiverr. bit.ly slash GOP Josh Fiverr, and we are, we're so back. We didn't even take 30 seconds. Look at that, folks. So Chris Christie. We, we talked about him a little bit in the first segment. He's going to be on that debate stage with Donald Trump. Poor debate stage. Um, but he wants to face Donald Trump in a real fight. A fist fight. With the 45th president. Whether that be in the octagon or on the debate stage, he says he would beat Donald Trump. Something tells me that you couldn't beat a heart attack. Chris Christie. And I like you. I mean, he, he's alright. I mean, he's he seems like a nice personal guy. I don't know him very... I don't know him personally, never met him, hope I never do. <sighs> but former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie believes he would br- win a brawl against former President Donald Trump if the two fought toe-to-toe in a UFC-style cage match. Uh, he told this to Piers Morgan. Do we have the clip? Got in the ring. He loves his... Let's try again. If you and Trump got in the ring, he loves his UFC and stuff like that, right? If you got in the octagon, you and him, who'd, who'd win? Come on. Guy's 78 years old. I'd kick his ass. <laughs> I mean, we know that Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg apparently are going to get him. Yeah, I can't wait for that you one. Want, do you want to be on Did the you un- see that picture of Zuckerberg? Yeah. Looking pretty buff. It does. If I were Elon, I'd be a little bit worried. I mean, would you be prepared to be on the undercard? You against Trump? Look, I'll fight Donald Trump anywhere he wants, in any in arena he wants, um, whether it's on a debate stage. He's mocked your way. Yeah, the audio Trump. cut out yeah, where I would actually hear it. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger, Donald Trump, that. anywhere he wants, in any in arena he wants, um, whether it's on a debate stage or in the octagon. He's- so that's the clip. Uh, in the octagon. Yeah, you're not going to win. Well, he's 78 years old, and he's stronger and, and more fit, and he actually exercises, Chris Christie. I think the furthest you've ran is to the Krispy Kreme down the road, Chris. I wouldn't be talking so confident if I were you, and I think it'd be funny. <clears throat> I don't want to see Trump get hurt, obviously. And so I don't actually encourage this, but that'd be funny. <laughs> Just watching that happen. I would be very, very cool to watch. Very interesting. I'd love to see it. Um, can someone do like an AI clip of that? I know I have stuff falling down everywhere. Do an AI recording of, of Donald Trump and Chris Christie just fighting each other. I think it'd be hilarious to see. Um, he's at a distance, se- distant seventh place in the GOP primary, according to RCP. Uh, he met the donor requirements, but might not meet the polling requirements for the debate stage. Once again, doesn't matter. Trump won't be there. Let's talk about the CPAC straw polls here, shall we? C- or not CPAC. I keep saying CPAC. It's Turning Point Action Conference. Uh, I've been informed there's a difference between TPA and TPUSA. Uh, Turning Point Action. Also, Turning Point Action endorsed uh, Trent. Uh, let me get his name right. I feel bad. I re- retweet his stuff all the time. I'm a big fan uh, of him. Yeah, I knew that. Trent Staggs. He is the mayor of a town, Riverton, I believe, in Utah. The best-run city in Utah, Riverton. Uh, And he is running for U.S. Senate against uh, Mitt Romney, um, who is Massachusetts' third senator. And it is very cool that he is going to be 
endorsed by TP Action. May endorse him myself. May, may, uh, in conversations. I'm just kidding. Um, but I'm glad he's endorsed by TP Action, and I'm very excited to uh, to see him beat Mitt Romney and maybe have him on the program here or there sometime, uh, maybe soon. All right. So Turning Point Action, as CPAC does, as all these big conferences do, ran a straw poll about who their people support for president, for vice president, their second choice if their first choice isn't on the ballot. Uh, And we have those results for you here. So let's do this. Uh, Let's pull them up here. Do we have a drum roll button? Do we have a drum roll, please? Drum roll. Do we not have a drum? How do we not have a drum roll? We made a new soundboard. Do we have a drum roll? Oh, we do. We do. All right. And in first place in the turning point action straw poll, it is... 45th president of the United States, Donald J. Trump, in first place with 85.7%. Now, drumroll, bring it back. Bring it back up a little bit. Just up a little bit. A little higher. And in second place, because that's what this race for the primary really is. In second place for president of the United States, according to the Turning Point Action Conference goers, it is... Perry Johnson. I'm not kidding you. (laughs) I know you're probably expecting the laugh track there. Perry Johnson is in number two, according to, to Turning Point Action. Obviously, this isn't a scientific poll. It's a straw poll. People just pick whoever they want to pick. But Perry Johnson being in second place, followed by Ron DeSantis, who was actually living in, or supposed to be living in Florida, where this conference was held. He is the governor of the state where this conference was held. And he only received 4.3%. So now let's do that. Let's, can we bring it back our drum roll, please, here on the bottom? We still got it rolling. I still got one. Okay, and if you, your candidate wasn't on the race and on the ballot, who would you choose secondly? It is Vivek Ramaswamy is going to be the second place choice for TP Action poll goers. The vice president poll I found really interesting. Do we have that pulled up? How? Why is that not here? Okay, we're doing great, guys. We we are all rusty. We are all. <laughs> I feel bad. We're trying to trying to do our best. We are rusty. We are trying to. Get back to the basics, um, back to what we were doing before. All right, here we go. Do we have the drum roll, please? We don't have the drum roll. How do we keep... Just, okay, here we go. All right. Republican nominee for vice president. Let's go all the way from the bottom with the least votes. Senator Ron Johnson with 1.3%. Sarah Sanders with 2.8%. Marjorie Taylor Greene with 3%. Christy Nome with 3.2%. And now we're getting to the big dogs here. Number... F- Oh, there goes my drum roll. All right, cool. Anyways, number five is Ron DeSantis. So he is he is number fifth in the poll. Uh, fourth is Tim Scott, who is the senator from South Carolina, also running for president, probably getting on that debate stage because well, he has a couple a couple things for him to to benefit him in his career. Uh, number three, the actual top three, the bronze medal. Um, third place doesn't get any prize in this poll. Vivek Ramaswamy is third place with 22.7%. Now, after this, we pretty much run away with these top three uh, for vice president, uh, followed only by Byron Donalds, who is a great congressman from Florida. I would support him for vice president. He'd be a great choice. And number one, you probably thought Byron Donald was number one. I mean, he, he's pretty popular on this program, on many other many other programs, and many other people are a fan of him because he's, he's a good congressman. But number one is actually Carrie Lake, who I'm also a fan of, the governor of Arizona, or should be governor of Arizona. She had her election stolen just like President Trump. And so she would be a great choice as well. My only concern with her is that 
she needs to focus on Arizona and win that election and get those those election rolls and, and voter rolls and those elections secure in Arizona. She's also from Iowa, so she'd be a cool president or uh, candidate from Iowa as well. She's got a lot of potential. Not sure if vice president's right where she, we should have her at this point, but she is going to be great for the MAGA movement and for America overall in these coming years. Carrie Lake is going to be a great, great asset to the America First movement. Don't know if I want her as vice president, as 30% of people at, at the Turning Point Action Conference do. Um, I, I think I'm still on the Byron Donalds train for vice president, but we'll see. Yeah, she may grow on me uh, here in the future before we get to the actual point where it actually matters who, who we choose, right? Right now, it's just speculation. We have a year probably before the vice president will be picked. Right now, we're focused on Donald Trump 2024. Vice president can go after that, right? <laughs> we got to win the primary as he's done. And then we'll focus on 2024. All right, anything else we can sneak into this a little bit? Now we got 30 seconds. Uh, 2024 news uh, continues a little bit after this. Uh, and then we're going to get straight into Ohio because Ohio had a lot of news. We, we love that. We love Do we have the applause button? I, I, I forgot how to use this thing. We love when Ohio has news because that is the best, 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 best state in the union here in the beautiful state of Ohio. And we're just going to go ahead and cut the break early so I have even more time to talk to you after the break. So we'll be back right after this here on the Red Future Radio Network. You're listening to The Conservative Crusader. Hey everyone, it's Joe P. Josh. We can only keep The Conservative Crusader podcast or or program that you're listening to right now on the air with your support. We have recently launched a Patreon program where you can support us here at Red Future Radio for as little as $3 a month can find that at patreon.com slash gop josh you can also support the program at anchor.fm slash the conservative crusader for as much or as little as you'd like to give this program will remain free and financial support is not required or expected but anything to keep us on the air helps thank you folks and now back to the conservative crusader Welcome back. This is the Conservative Crusader. I've been that song's been kind of cranking lately. I don't know what it is, but it, but I thought I'd put it in here. The Highwaymen by the Highwaymen, the best song, my favorite song at this point. <laughs> at least I, I changed that a lot. Welcome back. Glad to be with with you all again. And I'm clapping now. Apparently, we're so back. We're, we are so back, guys. We are we are so back. Um, so true. Tr- so true. And I have new soundboards. Now I've got like four buttons I can press, and I love it. Uh, anyways, glad to be back with you all. Here on the Conservative Crusader again, um, our Patreon, patreon.com slash GOP Josh, P A T R E O N.com slash GOP Josh. Let us know what you'd like on the Patreon if you are a patron or if you were thinking to be by emailing us josh at GOP Josh.com and using our phone line, which is brought to you by our Patreon supporters, 57 GOP Josh 7 574 Give that a text or a call and join the program. All right. Joe Manchin and John Tester. The two Democrat senators up for re-election in 2024 in red states. They are in Montana or in uh, West Virginia and Montana, respectively, between Manchin and um, Tester, are the least diverse staffers 
among Democrat senators. So they're red state senators, they're Democrats, and they have the least diverse staff, right? Their staff is not diverse enough. They do a survey of diversity among Senate Democrat offices every year, found that Senators Joe Manchin and John Tester, they're fighting for re-election, they're fighting to keep their seats, have the least diverse staffs on their side of Capitol Hill. Just 12% of Joe Manchin's staff identifies as non-Caucasian, the least of any Senate office, followed closely by Senator uh, Tester's staff at 13, Angus King and Jean uh, Shane of New Hampshire, Maine and New Hampshire, each with 15% are following them. Tester does not employ anyone who identifies as Latino in his Senate office, according to the poll. While 2% of Manchin's office uh, are Latino, Manchin's office was the only one listed without any staffers who identify as LGBTQIA+. Wow. The anti-diversity Democrats. Look at that. Um, they're both up for re-election in 2024 in Republican states and states Trump won and states everyone else won. Every other Republican in modern history won that I can think of, at least off the top of my head. But they are Democrats. They are fighting for it, right? And they're fighting to keep their seat. I don't think that West Virginians are worried about the diversity of Joe Manchin's staff. If anything, they want it to be the other way. They want it to be less diverse, right? Montanans want it to be less diverse. They're not worried about how many black people work on the staff, how many Latino people are on their staff. They're worried about everything else. They're worried about paying their bills. They're worried about being able to mine coal. You know, they're worried about all these important things and not the diversity politics that we play every day. It's just like Elon Crane, who is in the Congress. Well, that's not the clip I'm looking for. What's the clip I'm looking for? Uh, Eli Crane said things here. That was unbelievably inspiring. My amendment has nothing to do with whether or not colored people or black people or anybody can serve. Okay? And that, that's what happened, right? This is the response. I have the for words colored gen- people. For what purposes generally seek recognition? I'd like to be recognized to have the words colored people stricken uh, from the record. I find it offensive and very inappropriate. So that's Joyce Beatty, Ohio's favorite, le- at least favorite congresswoman. Um... The NAACP, right? I'm not going to say the name. I don't think I need to say the name. I'll say the name. The National Association for the Advancement of Colored People. Right? And that's their name. It's an old name. But Eli Crane. Well, Mr. Chairman, though, that was unbelievably inspiring. My amendment has nothing to do with whether or not colored people or black people or anybody can serve. Okay? It has nothing to do with color of your skin. So that's her interrupting. So my question, and you can call in and, and join the conversation or, or leave a voicemail if you'd like. This is a podcast, not a, not a live radio show yet. What is the difference between colored people and people of color? And I'm not defending the use of either term. I'm just wondering what the actual benefit behind using one or the other is. Especially when the organization is meant to advance the people of color. Use this other term. We are so worried about being 100% politically correct in the world that the actual things that matter get ignored. Our government is more worried about the diversity of their staffers than they are their constituents being able to pay their bills. They're more worried about 
how many LGBTQIA people they have on their staff than they are worried about, I don't know, maybe actually doing their job, maybe actually legislating. They're worried more about Eli Crane saying one term instead of another. Joyce Beatty has done nothing for her district, by the way. She's been in there for like 50 years, right? She was born 80 years old, and they put her right in the house. And I'm only being slightly dramatic. And she's done nothing for the city of Columbus. The city of Columbus is a cesspool. It's a terrible place to go. No one wants to go to Columbus anymore. They want to go to Cleveland, and Cleveland's not any better. They want to go there before they want to go to Columbus or Cincinnati, which was represented by a Republican up until two years ago, or, yeah, a year and a half ago. Um, We have a serious problem here, and we don't have a way to fix it because Joyce Beatty's going to be in there until she croaks, um, and I hope that's not soon for her personal health. She seems like a nice lady. Um, but we don't have priorities. And she works in a very, very minority center district in downtown Columbus. She represents the downtown areas where you hear on, on 10 TV and on WSYX6 and all the other channels that people got shot every night, right? That's where she represents. That's her area of Columbus. And when you turn on the TV and you're scared to go downtown, she's the reason why. Plus the city council. We can get to the city council some other time. Maybe we will in, in the next segment. Um, she does a bad job at her job. But she's more worried about the politics behind saying the wrong term than she is actually working for the people of the city she's supposed to represent and the city that she's paid and she's been elected to represent. To be recognized, to have the words colored gen- people. For what purposes generally seek recognition? I'd like to be recognized to have the words colored people stricken uh, from the record. I find it offensive. And very inappropriate. She's more worried about her her personal feelings than she is the people of Columbus, by the way. Just want to let you know that. Columbus people are are great listeners in in downtown Columbus when you go to vote next time. Maybe don't cast your ballot for the crazy lady. All right. Anything else to to talk about? Oh, yeah. Tucker Carlson's Twitter show actually has sponsors now with uh, Public Square is doing a seven-figure ad deal for his show. Um. Public Square is a conservative-friendly organization. I've never used them, but I hear good things. People are big fans of them, uh, from what I understand. Just not not quite used them. So, Public Square, if you want to, I don't know, sponsor the show, my email's open. I don't have quite the Tucker Carlson reach, but we're getting there. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, joshjobyjosh.com, Public Square. But until then, don't go there. Make them lure, lure y'all in. Or you go there, go to patreon.com slash Josh. support the show that way. And then our Red Future Radio Network uh, through our bit.ly, B-I-T L-Y slash Josh. F-I-V-E-R-R-F-I-V-E-R and R. Not going to get into student loans tonight. Not worried about that. We have too much good news and too much Ohio news and, and bad news as well to talk about before we get into that. So we're going to... I've got a minute bake banked if I end the show right now and go to the Ohio segment, the next segment. If I end the, this segment, I have another minute baked. So we're going to do that. We have two extra minutes to talk about Ohio. Back after this on the Red Future Radio Network. You're listening to The Conservative Crusader.
Welcome back. Yes, she does. Yes, she does. And we're glad to be back with you all today. This Ohio segment. We have so much Ohio news. It feels great to be here. Um, not always good Ohio news, though. We have a new candidate for the U.S. Senate, because that's all we needed in Ohio, is another person running for the U.S. Senate. Another <laughs> rhino uh, running for the U.S. Senate. Frank LaRose is hopping in, and I've done a mini expose of Frank LaRose. Might have to do a, a more in-depth one closer to the primary. Let's play part of his ad. I've always believed with hard work and focus that anything possible. But lately, it feels like our country is slipping away from us. Rising prices are hurting families. An open border is bringing in drugs and crime. Parents are being cut out of their children's education. As a dad to three young girls, I know something has to change. Uh, by the way, Someone all of those issues he could fall, he could fall on, the on, on the state level if he actually wanted to do something with businesses. That's his job is to do stuff with businesses. Well, I'm a Green Beret, a conservative, a man of faith, and I'm not afraid of a fight. I was born and raised in Akron and a proud Ohio State graduate. This is our home. When I think about where I came from, I know that my service is far from over. I'm on a mission to give back to the state that has given me so much to continue to serve the country I love and fight to protect the values we share. That's why I'm running to serve as your next United States Senator. See, Mommy, I told you Daddy was running. Visit FranklinRose.com to learn more. So I hope that uh, we can get DJ Burns from The Rooster on the show sometime. But he had a scoop on this, and I didn't report on it because I, I wasn't doing the show at the time. But I want to tell you how funny this is. Let me pull it up here. Um, so Frank LaRose, he, he announced he's running. He did it in a gray home shirt that said H-O-M-E for Ohio. Had an Ohio in the O, you know, the tacky thing like that. Um, let me pull up here and find this. He tweets too many images. Come on. I know you're a journalist. LaRose lives in my neighborhood. Saw him shooting what was clearly a Senate announcement video with his cadre of buffoons on my street, filming him fake running. He had wet his shirt to look like sweat, would run 10 feet and then stop. So there it was. There he is faking clips again, faking him running. Um, that's why. Why can't he be authentic? Why can he not be a real person? Why can Frank LaRose not actually run? Um, I don't know. He can't run for Senate. He's not going to win. Um, Bernie Moreno has a GOP Josh endorsement. So good luck beating that, uh, Frank LaRose. But hopping in this primary just makes it harder to win. And not for him. He's more worried about advancing his career than he is Ohio. But if he was actually worried about Ohio, he'd drop out tomorrow. Say, sorry, just kidding. Ha <laughs> April Fool's. And endorse Bernie Moreno. Because Frank LaRose is not going to win over any moderate voters, any sort of person that might vote for Sherrod Brown over over uh, Matt Dolan. No one's going to vote for, for Frank LaRose. Bernie Moreno has enough of an unknown ability to him. Hey, maybe try something new. Vote for Bernie Moreno. Same old, same old with Frank LaRose and Matt Dolan. But Ber but Frank LaRose is running to benefit himself and not Ohio, and we will take down his campaign if we have to here on the Red Feature Radio Network and do everything we can to take him down. Goofy Rhino. But Trump might do it himself, by the way. Might meet him soon. Anyways, uh, <laughs> listen to this clip from, from CPAC. Or, ah, it's not CPAC. It's Turning Point Action. A man running as a candidate... 
Republican candidate, I think he's going to do very well too. A state that we won by a lot twice, and that's the state of Ohio. We love Ohio and we love Bernie Marino. Bernie, where are you, Bernie? Bernie Marino, Bernie, I hear you're doing well. A man who's. And that was it. Shout out at Turning Point Action is not the most major thing, but you know, we'll see. We'll go from there. We'll, we'll see the Trump endorsement. Frank LaRose has publicly stated he doesn't care about the Trump endorsement. He cares more about the voters of Ohio, which he's not going to get without a Trump endorsement. Um, first tweet that, that Frank LaRose makes, thanks to Chairman Cheney, which is, I believe, Keith Cheney, who we all know, if you've been a longtime listener to this program, is a whopping rhino. He's terrible. He's done a terrible job in his position on the State Central Committee of, of the Republican Party. He's just bad. He's not a good ally to have on your corner, and he's in Frank LaRosa's corner. So just want to put that out there, you know. Um, but yeah, he's he's running. He's not going to win. He's going to lose bigly. I hope he does lose bigly, and Ohio will win because of it. So let's go into issue one a little bit more and how messy this situation is. First of all, get out and vote yes on issue one for our Ohioans listening if you're listening to the Ohio segment and you're not from Ohio, I respect you so much. But let's go into this issue one Ohio commercial. See if I can find this one that's kind of airing everywhere. Um, it's kind of like a cutting up the paper or something. I guess I, they don't have it. Uh, unfortunate. But what it is, it's pretty much saying, you're going to destroy our Constitution. So I think I need to actually go in and talk about what issue one will do from a nonpartisan standpoint because I mean come on someone has to do it and everyone has a, a narrative and I'm public in saying my narrative is, is passing it right but I want to tell you what both sides say and let you make up your own mind and I hope your own mind will be voting yes uh, yes on vote on this is the official thing you can get at the board of elections when you go to vote a yes vote on issue one protects our constitution from deep pocketed out of state interests by passing issue one, the people will ensure constitutional changes are widely accepted and declare that Ohio's constitution is not for sale. Currently, special interests target Ohio seeking to inject our, their own personal views and objectives into our state's most sacred document. Why? Because Ohio is one of the few states that allow these interests to directly enshrine their social preferences and corporate motives into the constitution at the same threshold as everyday laws. Common sense tells us that this should not be the case. Instead, our constitutional rights should be broadly supported and shielded from well-financed special interests. Voting yes elevates the standard. By raising the threshold for the constitutional amendments to 60%, people will ensure amendments have widespread support and tell special interests that Ohio's constitution is not up for grabs, empowering people across Ohio by requiring signatures from voters in every county, all 88, and re by restricting do-overs on signature submissions Special interests will have one chance to play by the rules when gathering signatures to place proposed amendments on the ballot. If you can't protect and get good signatures, you probably shouldn't be on the ballot anyways. We the people must have our voices heard on August 8th. Empower yourself and fellow Ohioans. Protect the Constitution. Vote yes on issue one. Written by Brian Stewart and Senator Rob McClellan in Ohio. All right, vote no. Last year, Ohio politicians eliminated August special elections, saying interest groups often manipulated put these issues on the ballot in August because they knew fewer Ohioans are paying attention. And yet, here we are voting in Ohio August just on one question. Should Ohio permanently abolish the basic constitutional right of majority rule? Now, that's obviously opinionated. This, this is opinionated. This isn't what I believe. Special interests and corrupt Ohio politicians say, yes, they don't like voters making decisions, so they're trying to rewrite the rules to get what they want, even more power. 
Issue 1 ends majority rules. It means just 40% of voters can block any issue, putting 40% of voters in charge of decision-making for the majority. Not quite true. We'll get to that in a second. Issue 1 shreds our Constitution. It would permanently undo constitutional protections that have been in place for over 100 years to check politicians' power at the ballot box. Also false, you can still you can still vote. You can still put it on the ballot. It just makes it harder to do it. Takes away our freedom. Applies to all issues. So that's pretty much it. I'm going to get into the first two. 40% of, all, uh, of voters can block any issue, putting 40% of voters in charge of decision-making for the majority. Not true, because 100% of people don't vote. Right now, and, and the left knows this, we have on the off-year elections 12% max, maybe 20% in front, in deep blue counties. Right, We're not going to have 100% voter turnout in any election, and if that is, it's it's probably voting for Frank LaRose for 100%. Oh, where those all those ballots come from? I don't know. <laughs> um, we're not going to have 100% of voters. We have about 12%. That means that right now, 6% of voters in Ohio can choose whether or not we want to have abortion enshrined, marijuana enshrined, all the other issues enshrined, right? This issue would say that, no, you need 9%, or not even 9 8% of the voters that come out, or 8% of registered voters, instead of just, and 6% will be able to block it and say, no, I don't think this is quite enough people on consensus, right? I mean, you you can't go out there and say, well, you know, we need to have only one day of voting, right? And only these three counties have to say what we want on the ballot, and then everyone has to vote on it. We do a little trolling. It's called we do a little right, trolling. Just, that's not true. It's not what's going on. But it's going to be the next the next move because Ohio Democrats are unable to get through the legislature. They they try to get through the legislature, right? They they run, and they don't. So, I mean, they, they lose. We have a supermajority Republicans for a reason, and they can't get their issues lobbied through the General Assembly with money, so they put it on the ballot with money. Have people collect this information with money, and then just a lot of a lot of bad situations, folks. A lot of bad, a lot of bad scenarios is all I pretty much have uh, to say. That's pretty much it for today. That's the show. We will not be here on Wednesday. I apologize. I'm sorry. Stop yelling at me. I'm sorry. You'll wait and see why, and you'll be happy why. You'll you'll understand <laughs> once we have the point. Uh, and we actually have it done. But until then, my friends, stay safe, stay healthy, and most of all, vote yes on issue one. But most and most of all, stay tuned. You're listening to the Conservative Crusader. 